Hello, my name is Isaac, and today I will be reading Percy Jackson and the Battle of the Labyrinth. Also, did you did you guys hear the? It looks like you can hear it because I can see the sound wave thingamajigs or whatever they're called. Sorry, I'm not Albert Einstein, science man. No, it's a bill now. Whatever. <clears throat> Chapter nine. I scoop poop. I lost hope when I saw the horse's teeth. As I got closer to the fence, I held my shirt over my nose to block the smell. One stallion wadded through the muck and whinnied angrily at me. He bared his teeth, which were pointing like a bear's. I tried to talk to him in my mind. I couldn't do that. I could do that with most horses. Hi, I told him. I'm going to clean your stables. Won't that be great? Yes, the horse said. Come inside. Eat you tasty half-blood. But I'm Poseidon's son, I protested. He created horses. Usually this gives me VIP treatment in the equestrian world, but not this time. Yes, the horse, horse agreed enthusiastically. Poseidon can come in too. We will eat you both. Seafood. Seafood? The other horses chimed in as they wadded through the field. Flies were buzzing everywhere, and the heat of the day didn't make the smell any better. I had some idea that I could do this challenge, because I remembered how Hercules had done it. He channeled the river into the stables and cleaned them out that way. I figured I could maybe control the water. But if I couldn't get close to the horses without getting eaten, that was a problem. Around the river, <clears throat> and the river was downhill from the stables, a lot farther away than I'd realized, almost a kilometer. The problem of the poop looked a lot bigger up close. I picked up a rusted shovel <clears throat> and experimentally scooped some away from the fence line. Great. Only four billion shovelfuls to go. The sun was already sinking. I had a few hours at best. I decided the river was my only hope. At least it would be easier to think at the riverside than it was here. I set all downhill. When I got to the river, I found a girl waiting for me. She was wearing jeans and a green t-shirt, and her long brown hair was braided with silver grass. With river gra grass. She had a stern look on her face. Her arms were crossed. Oh no, you didn't, she stared. I stared at her. Are you a naiad? She rolled her eyes. Of course. But you speak English and you're out of the water? What, you don't think we can act human if we want to? I never thought about it. I felt kind of stupid, though, because I'm, I've seen plenty of naiads at camp, and they'd never done much more than giggle and wave at me from the bottom of the canoe-like. Look, I said, I just came to ask, I know he who you are, she said, and I know what you want. The answer is no, I'm not going to let you use my river to clean that filthy stable. But, oh, save it, sea boy. The ocean god types always think you're so much better and more important than us little rivers, don't you? Well, let me tell you, this naiad is not going to be pushed around just because your daddy is Poseidon. This is freshwater territory, mister. Last guy who asked me this favor, oh, he was way better looking than you, by the way. He convinced me, and that was the worst mistake I've ever made. Do you think you have any idea what it, all that horse manic, manure does to your does to my ecosystem? Do I look like a sewage treatment plant to you? My fish will dry, I'll die. I'll never get the muck on my plants. I'll be sick for years. No, thank you. The way she talked reminded me of my mortal friend, Rachel Elizabeth Dare. Kind of like she was punching me with words. Couldn't blame the naiad. Though, I thought about it. 
and I'd been pretty mad if somebody dumped 2,000 tons of manure in my home. But still, my friends are in danger, I told her. Well, that's too bad, but it's not my problem, and you're going to ruin my river. She looked like she was ready for a fight. Her fists were bald, and I thought I heard a little quaver in her voice. Suddenly, I realized, despite her angry attitude, she was afraid of me. He probably thought I was going to fight her for control of the river, and she was worried she would lose. The thought made me sad. I felt like a bully, a son of Poseidon throwing his weight around. Sat on a three, tree stump. Okay, you win. The Nad looked surprised. Really? I'm not going to fight you. It's your river. She, she relaxed her shoulders. Oh, oh, good. I mean, a good thing for you. But my friends and I are going to get sold to the Titans. If I don't clean those stables by sunset, and I don't know how. The river gurgled along cheerfully. The snake slid through the water and ducked its head under. Finally, the naiad sighed. I'll tell you a secret, son of the sea god. Scoop up some dirt. What? You heard me. I crouched down and scooped up a handful of Texas dirt. It was dry and black and spotted with tiny clumps of white rocks. No, something besides rocks. Those are shell. Shells, the naiad said. Petrified seashells, millions of years ago, even before the time of the gods, when only Gaia and Uranus Uranus reigned, this land was underwater. It was part of the sea. Suddenly I saw what she meant. There were little pieces of ancient urchins in my hand. Molecules, mollusk, mollusk shells. Even the limestone rocks had impressions of seashells embedded in them. Okay, I said. What good does that do me? You're not so different from me, demigod. It's my, it is my life source. She stepped back, put her feet in the river, and smiled. I hope you find a way to rescue your friends. And with that, she turned to liquid and melted into the river. The sun was touching the hills when I got back to the stables. Somebody must have, must have come by and fed the horses because they were tearing into huge animal carcasses. I couldn't tell what kind of animal... And I really didn't know, want to know. If it was possible for the stables to get any more disgusting, 50 horses tearing into our raw meat didn't. Seafood, one thought when he saw me. Come in, we're still hungry. What was I supposed to do? I couldn't use our river. The fact that this place had been underwater a million years ago didn't exactly help me now. I looked at the little calcified seashells in my palms. Then the huge mountain of dung. Frustrated, I threw the shell into the poop. I was about to turn my back on the horses when I heard a sound. <laughs> like a balloon with a leak. I looked down where I had thrown a shell. A tiny sprout of water shooting from the muck. No way, I muttered. Hesitantly, I stepped towards the fence. Get bigger, I told the water spout. <laughs> water shot a meter into the air and kept bubbling. It was impossible. There it was. A couple of horses came over to check it out. One put its mouth to the spring and recoiled. Yuck, he said. Salty. It was ski water in the middle of a, of a Texas ranch. I scooped up another handful of dirt and picked out the uh, she, shell fossils. I didn't really know what I was doing, but I ran around the length of the stable, throwing shells into the dung piles. Everywhere a shell hit, saltwater spring erupted. Stop! The horses cried. Meat is good. Baths are bad. Then I noticed the water wasn't running out 
of the stables are flowing downhill like normal water would. It simply bubbled around each spring and sank into the ground, taking the dung with it. Horse poop dissolved into the salt water, leaving regular old wet dirt. More! I yelled. There was a tugging sensation in my gut, and the water spots exploded like the world's largest cat car wash. Salt water shot six meters into the air. The horses went crazy, running back and forth as the gazers sprayed them from all directions. Mountains of poop began to melt like ice, the tugging sensation becoming more intense, painful even, than something exhilarating about seeing all the salt water. I'm, I'd made this. I'd brought the ocean to this hillside. Stop, Lord! A horse cried. Please stop! Water was sloshing everywhere now. The horses were drenched. And some were panicking and slipping in the mud. The poop was completely gone. Tons of it just dissolved into the earth. And the water was now staring, starting to pool, trickling of the sta- out of the stable, making a hundred little streams down the river. Stop, I told the water. Nothing happened. The pain in my gut was building. If I didn't shut off the gazes soon, the salt water would run into the river and poison the fish and the plants. Stop! I concentrated all my might on shutting off the force of the sea. Suddenly, the gazers shut down. I collapsed on my knees, exhausted. In front of me was a shiny, clean horse stable and a field of wet, salty mud and fifty horses that had been scoured so thoroughly their coats gleamed. Even the metal scraps between their teeth had been washed out. We won't eat you, the horses wailed. Please, Lord, no more salty baths. On one condition, I said. <clears throat> you only eat the... Food your handlers give to you from now on, not people. I'll be back with more seashells. The horses whinnied and made a whole lot of promises. They'd be good flesh-eating horses from now on. But I didn't stick around to chat. The sun was going down. I turned and ran full speed towards the ranch house. I smelled barbecue before I reached the house. And that made me madder than ever because I really, really love barbecue. The deck was set up for a party. Streamers and balloons decorated the railing. Gary on was flipping burgers on a huge barbecue cooker made from an oil drum. Aretheon lunged at, lunged, lounged at a picnic table, picking his fingernails with a knife. The two-headed dog sniffed with the ribs and burgers that were frying on the grill. And then I saw my friends, Tyson, Grover, and Nico, Tostin, and Annabeth, all tossed in a corner, tied up like rodeo, Animals with their ankles and wrists roped together and their mouths gagged. Let them go, I yelled, still out of breath from running up the steps. I cleaned the stables. Garyon turned. He wore an apron on each chest with one word on each. So together they spelled out, kiss the chef. Did you now? How do you manage it? I was pretty impatient, but I told him. He nodded appreciatively. Very ingenious. It would have been better if you poisoned that pesky naiad, but no matter. Let my friends go, I said. We had a deal. Ah, I've been thinking about that. The problem is, if I let them go, I don't get paid. You promised! Carol made a tsk, tsk, tsk sound. Tsk, tsk. But did you make me square on the river sticks? No, you didn't. So it's not binding. When you're conducting business, Sonny, you should always get a binding oath. I drew my sword. Othreus growled. One head leaned down next to the Grover's ear and bared its fangs. 
Ethereon. <clears throat> Garyon said, The boy is starting to annoy me. Kill him. Ethereon studied me. I didn't like my odds against him and that huge club. Kill him yourself, Ethereon said. Garyon raised his eyebrows. Excuse me? You heard me, Ethereon grumbled. You keep sending me to do your dirty work. You pick fights for no good reason. And I'm tired of dying for you. You want to fight the kid? Do it yourself. It was almost the most un like thing I'd heard a son of Ares say. Garyon threw down his bachelor. You dare defy me? I should fire you right now. And who'd take care of the cattle? Otherus, heel. Dog immediately stopped growling Grover and came to sit by the cowherd's feet. Fine, Garyon snarled. I'll deal with you later after the boy is dead. He picked up two carving knives and threw them at me. Deflected one with my sword, the other impaled itself at the picnic table a millimeter from Ethereon's hand. I went on the attack. Garyon parried my first strike with a pair of red hot tongs and lunged in my face with a barbecue fork. I got inside his next thrust and stabbed him right through the middle chest. Ah! He crumpled to his knees. I waited for him to disintegrate the way monsters usually do. Instead, he just grimaced and began to stand up. The bleeding sliced through his chef's apron started to heal. Nice try, Sonny. The thing is, he said, I have three hearts, the perfect backup system. He tipped over the barbecue, and coal spilled everywhere. Bull landed next to Annabeth's face, and she let out a muffled scream. Tessin strained against his bones, but even his strength was enough to break them. I had to end this fight before my friends got hurt. I jabbed Gary on in the left chest, but he only laughed. I stuck him in the right stomach. No good. I might as well have been kicking, sticking a sword in a teddy bear for all the reaction he showed. Three hearts. Perfect backup system. Stabbing one at a time is not good enough. I ran into the house. Coward! He cried. Come back and die right! The living room walls were decorated with a bunch of gruesome hunting work. Trophies. Stuffed deer and dragon heads. A gun case, a sword display, and a bow and quiver. Gary Elm threw his barbecue fork and then thudded into the wall next to my head. <clears throat> he drew two swords from the wall display. Your head's gonna go right here, Jackson, next to the grizzly bear. I had no idea. I had a crazy idea. I dropped Riptide and grabbed the bow off the wall. I was the worst archer in the shot. I couldn't hit the targets at camp, much less a bullseye. But I had no choice. I couldn't win this fight with a sword. I prayed to Artemis and Apollo, the twin archers, hoping they might take pity on me for once. Please, guys, just one shot. Please? I notched an arrow. Garyon laughed. You fool! One arrow is no better than one sword. He raised his swords and charged. I dived sideways. Before he could turn, I shot my arrow up the side of his right chest. I heard thump, thump, thump as the arrow... Passed clean through each of his chests and flew out his left side, embedding itself on his forehead with a grizzly bear trophy. Garyon dropped his swords. He turned and stared at me. You can't shoot. They told me you couldn't. His face turned a sickly shade of green. He collapsed to his knees and began crumbling into sand until all that was left were three cooking aprons and an oversized pair of cowboy boots. I got my friends untied. If Theron didn't try to stop me, then I... Stoked up the barbecue and threw the food into the flames as a burnt offering to Artemis and Apollo. Thanks, guys, I said. I owe you one. Sky thundered into the distance, so I figured maybe the burgos smelled okay. Yay for Percy, Tyson said. 
Can we tie the co-herd up now? Minko asked. Yeah, River agreed, and that dog almost killed me. I looked at Ithurion, who was still sitting, relaxed, at the picking table. Othrus had his head on the cowherd's knees. How long will it take Garion to reform? I asked him. Ithurion shrugged. Hundred years? He's not the one of those fast reformers, thank the gods. You've done me a favor. You said you died for him before, I remembered. How? I've worked for that creeper thousands of years. Started as a regular half-blood, but I chose immortality when my dad offered it. Worst mistake I've ever made. I'm stuck here at this ranch. I can't leave. I can't quit. I just tend the cows and fight Garion's fights. We're kind of tied together. Maybe you can change things, I said. Ethereon narrowed his eyes. How? Be nice to the animals. Take care of them. Stop selling them for food and stop dealing with the titans. Ethereon thought about that. That'll be all right. Get the animals on your side and they'll help you. Once Garion gets back, maybe he'll be working for you this time. Ethereon grinned. Now that I could live with. You won't try stopping us leaving. Shoot, no. <clears throat> Anameth rubbed her bruised wrists. She was still looking at Ethereon suspiciously. Your boss said that someone paid us for safe passage. Who? The cowherd shrugged. Maybe he was just saying that to fool you. What about the Titans? I asked. Did you hear Iris message them about Nico yet? Nope. Garion was waiting until after the barbecue. They don't know anything about him. Nico was glaring at me. I wasn't sure what to do about him. I doubted he would agree to come with us. On the other hand, I couldn't just let him roam around on his own. You stay here until we're done with our quest, I told him. It would be safe. Safe? Nico said. What do you care if I'm safe? You killed my sister. You got my sister killed. Nico? Ambeth said. That wasn't Percy's fault. And Garion wasn't lying about Cronus wanting to capture you. If he knew you who you were, he'd do anything to get you on his side. I'm not on anyone's side, and I'm not afraid. You should be, Ambeth said. Your sister wouldn't want... If you cared for my sister, you'd help me bring her back. Soul for soul? I said. Yes. Yes! If you didn't want my soul, I'm not explaining anything to you. He blinked tears out of his eyes. And I will bring her back. Bianca wouldn't want to be brought back, I said. I'm not like that. You didn't know her, he shouted. How do you know what she wanted? I stared at the flames in the barbecue pit. Thought about the line in Annabeth's prophecy. You shall rise or fall by the ghost king's hand. That had to be my nose. And I had to convince Nico not to listen to him. Let's ask Bianca. The sky seemed to grow darker all of a sudden. I've tried, Nico said miserably. She won't answer. Try again. I've got the feeling she'll answer with me here. Why would she? Because she has been sending me Iris messages, I said, suddenly sure of it. She's been trying to warn me that what you're up to so I can protect you. Nico shook his head. That's impossible. One way to find out. You said you're not afraid. I turned to Ethereon. We're going to need a pit like a grave and food and drinks. Percy? Annabeth warned. I don't think this is a good... All right, Nico said. I'll try. Ethereon scratched his beard. There's a whole dugout of the pile of a septic tank. We could use that. Cyclops boy, fetch my ice chest from the kitchen. I hope the dead like root beer. And that <clears throat> was the end of chapter 9. I realized I got like two notifications while recording this, so hopefully you guys didn't hear like... Burp, burp, burp. No, not that. That's not how it sounds, but, um, 
whatever. Also, um, I'm sorry if I sound a bit <clears throat> weird if I'm like coughing a lot and stuff, but um, not feeling the best um, in my throat. I've been coughing for like three days straight. Not three, like two weeks straight. I've been to school in a while, but <clears throat> starting to get better. So, yeah, this was a decently short chapter, but I just like I said with both my throat and then also I just ate Indian food, which it was awesome. But now I felt like I was going to have diarrhea and <clears throat> puke very much. So uh, luckily I didn't, though too much information. I bet most of you guys are like, okay, that's enough information. Bye.